Well, hello. Welcome back to the Hit Bodies podcast. It is your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and I'm actually uploading this early. I can't decide if I'm going to end up doing a double a double podcast week or if I should post this early. I don't know, but I really wanted to get this out sooner than later. So first off, let, let me welcome you. Let me welcome you to Hit Bodies. This podcast, it all started because I run a workout group where I do live workouts every day. And I like chat with people and I chat on like live video and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes I just, I need a space to just like talk more because apparently I can't get enough of my own voice. <laughs> um, but today I was just really feeling inspired to talk about low carb. I'm like, hear me out. So on Monday, we start this 10 pound September challenge. And you guys, I don't mean to shoot my own horn, but I'm so proud of it. What inspired me to create this challenge was because I want to like get back on it. And what personally motivates me to keep going is getting good progress, right? So it's like, you know, when you kind of have a plan, it's like, oh, well, this plan is really doable. And then it's like, oh, surprise, it's going to take for freaking ever to do it, right? And then you don't really make progress. So you kind of like don't really stick to it. And then you just kind of say the same, right? And you just end up in that kind of cycle. So for 10 pounds September, you know, the pro- the program, the checklist, the everything it is, it's doable, you know, but, but it is going to be a little more strict. There might be things that like kind of push you outside your comfort zone. Um, but it's still healthy. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, when like you have the, (laughs) it's like eat like nothing, but do you like like a juice cleanse or like something crazy like that? Right. Like, it's like, okay, you see the scale just like, but it's like, you're killing your metabolism among many other things. Right. What we are doing here at hip bodies is preserve like hopefully you will finish the month with with a stronger metabolism because you're you know you're protecting your muscle potentially building muscle all that kind of stuff right okay so one of the things on the checklist is low carb and in the past i've talked about a little bit about like hormones and stuff like that but we're i just don't think people understand how big of a deal insulin is. And I, I want to share this message because it's very, very important to me. It's something that I feel passionate about. And the more I've learned about it, the more I feel like, wow, like low carb is such a powerful tool for so many people. Okay. So let's get into it. Okay. So insulin, what is it? We're going to start there. Okay. Insulin is a hormone that your pancreas releases when your blood sugar spikes. Okay. Your blood sugar spikes every time you eat like a lot of things. Okay. But like in particular, um, if you eat a piece of bread or you eat a dessert or you eat anything that has carbohydrates, okay. You tend to have less of a blood sugar response and less of a insulin response because of it when you balance out those carbohydrates with proteins and fats. And so that's why like eating balanced meals is so much more powerful than like just having like a single apple for a snack, for example. Okay. Now, the problem is people in today's day and age, a lot of people suffer from insulin resistance because they're sipping on soda all day. They are snacking on junk food. You know, someone brings donuts to work. There's candy at the front desk. You know, like there's constant blood sugar spikes. And that is just like not what our bodies are meant to feel. Okay. And so insulin is constantly pumping through the body, okay? And here's the thing about insulin. What it does is it is released by the pancreas and then it helps bring that blood sugar back down, 
But if it's constantly pumping through the body, it also takes the excess glucose that was not needed to be turned into energy and it stores it as fat, okay? If you are overdoing it with carbs for a long period of time, not only are you likely going to be like overweight, maybe a little bit uncomfortable in your own skin, but it becomes more and more difficult to lose weight while eating a balanced diet because (laughs) your body is like, we have had way too much insulin pumping through our body for so long that we're just like over it. You know what I mean? What's like a good way to explain that? Like another example. Okay, this is kind of a funny example, but did did anybody else like overdo it on perfume? Like they had a chapter of their life where I feel like for me, it happened in junior high where I was a moonlight path from Bath and Body Works girl. And I will say as a grown adult, I don't do fragrances anymore. I'm kind of a hippie, but like in junior high, I put the moonlight path lotion on the moonlight path, um, body spray on like the moonlight path, but like everything, everything you can possibly imagine. It was on my body. It kind of, it kind of had a baby powder smell to it. I don't know. Anyway, I was known for smelling like that. Okay. But me personally, I, my nose had smelled it so much. I didn't smell it anymore. It didn't work. (laughs) Like I was like, I, I'm not getting it. I'm not smelling it. And I feel like that's what happens in our body with insulin. When we just like constantly have it pumping through it, your body is no longer turning that blood sugar into energy. So then like your energy kind of like starts to feel eh, right? And your body is just like storing more and more fat, okay? And so this is kind of like step one where it's like where, I, where I'm going to come in and defend the low-carb diet because it can improve that insulin resistance because a lot of people have the misconception that like if they eat a low carb diet and it helps and blah, 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 they're just going to gain all their weight, weight back. And I kind of talked about this last week a little bit, but it's, it gives your body a break. (laughs) It gives your body a break from constantly having the insulin pumping through it. You know, if you think back to, I hate saying like caveman days or whatever, like hunter-gatherer times, okay, where food wasn't as ready available. Uh, Do I know what that time actually looked like? No. But I imagine food was not readily available constantly the way it is now. Not every meal included carbohydrates. You know what I mean? And not... So it's okay. It's okay to implement some low-carb meals. Now, for me, I am recommending a low-carb diet for this challenge. This past week was like prep week, and I encourage a lot of people to ease into low-carb. And I would encourage anyone, if you're going to start doing low-carb the way I would do it, is like eating low-carb for breakfast and lunch. And I bet you'll immediately notice like, wow, I'm like not as hungry and stuff like that. If, If you're eating adequate calories and things like that, the lack of those blood sugar spikes, I'm telling you, you're going to feel the difference. Okay. But anyway, the reason why this September 10 pound challenge, I just feel like I, I am personally of the belief that if you don't have any medical conditions that, you know, affect your blood sugar and whatever, I really believe that this is a fantastic way to reset that insulin sensitivity. Okay. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that insulin resistance, it actually disrupts other hormonal pathways. Maybe like, I'm sorry, you say what? Yeah, a lot of things. So let's kind of start with metabolic syndrome. Do you know what metabolic syndrome is? It It's kind of referring to a lot of different, like your body not quite functioning right, okay? 
blood pressure, triglycerides, you know, cholesterol levels. A lot of those things start with insulin resistance. Am I saying that is the only cause? No, but I'm saying it can be affected. Okay. So that's step one. Okay. The next one is going to be leptin and ghrelin. Okay. These hormonal pathways are huge and they're so important. And I actually did one where I talked about this, but like leptin, that is the one that that's the one that kind of starts by regulating your appetite. When leptin's good, you feel full. If you are one of those people that identifies as a bottomless pit, your leptin and ghrelin are off. Ghrelin is like the hunger hormone. It makes you feel hungry. So like basically leptin gets low, ghrelin gets high, you overeating. Okay. And that those levels get messed up. Again, it starts often. Now it's not the only cause of it getting out of whack, but it's like being overweight, insulin resistance, that's going to lead to that. Okay. Now, in addition with insulin resistance, what often happens is you start to have like elevated blood sugar levels all the time because your body is not working quite right. Okay. When you have elevated blood sugars, that is extremely stressful on the body. So your body has an increased stress response and therefore cortisol gets out of whack. Elevated cortisol, like too high of cortisol all the time, that promotes fat storage as well. And so again, all of these things can be working against you. And that's why someone can be like, I don't eat that much, blah, blah, blah. And I'm still not losing weight. It's like, insulin's a thing, man. Okay. And like, I'm not just, it's not to say that calories don't matter and you can't eat a balanced diet and see progress. It's just sometimes this is the key to like making it a little freaking easier, right? Just setting some boundaries around the types of food you eat. And I get it. Like, I know there's some people out there where it's like, if you tell me I can't have something, that's all I want. And okay, I get it. I get it. (laughs) I'm not saying you can never have it. It's just like, take a little breather, take a little breather. Um, there's also some interesting things about sex hormones. Um, so, and that's where PCOS can come into play and like endometriosis and some of those, like a lot of, a lot of women who suffer from these hormonal imbalance, autoimmune issues, they, it also goes hand in hand with insulin resistance. And so that's why it's so, I don't want to say important or, but I just think it can be so beneficial to give your body a break and see how your body responds. Like, I just think our bodies are so, so clear with their messaging when they like something, when they're like, yes, we needed this, you know, you know, right. When energy levels improve, your weight improves, you're, you're not thinking about food all the time, all that kind of stuff. Right. And it's not a quick fix. Okay. Eating a low carb diet. It's not like one day in and you're like, dang, I feel good. It's like, you know, give it a couple of weeks and you're like, yeah, you know what? I do feel a little better. Like, hmm, maybe this was like a good little reset for me. Some people end up adopting a low carb diet for the long haul and some people don't. I just think the aspect of resetting your insulin sensitivity is so freaking amazing. Uh, there, there is some research. Okay. I, and I, I feel so uncomfortable talking about the thyroid because I am not as educated on the thyroid as I wish I was. It's something I constantly want to learn about, but your thyroid, that's like the foundation of like all the hormones in the freaking body. So there is a lot of different schools of thought 
on how to support the thyroid. And some people think eating a low-carb diet is stressful on the thyroid. I don't know. I, I, one thing that I will say is like eliminating gluten and or wheat is supposed to be really beneficial to the thyroid. I, I think that's a starting point. So for me, like if I'm eating, if I'm eating carbs, it's going to be sourdough bread. Like it's going to be sourdough bread for sure. I, I just, that's who I am. So my kind of balanced approach to that is taking seasons where I eat a low carb diet and like, I don't know, like I just kind of use it like mm, a little reset, like things got a, things got a little cray. Let's reset all those hormone levels like that. That's in my mind how it's working. Now, I think everyone's reset is different. You know, if you're someone who has 50, 100 plus pounds to lose, your reset might be a little longer, you know, and I'm not saying you have to lose all 50 to 100 pounds or even more than that through a low carb diet. But what if you used it to kickstart, to give yourself that, why can't I think of the word? Momentum, momentum. It gets you some momentum where you're like, okay, we're on a roll. And then, and maybe those hunger levels, you won't be fighting them so hard. Because remember what I was saying about leptin and ghrelin and how a low carb diet might be able to get those back in check a little bit so that you're not like white knuckling to get through the day just to eat in a calorie deficit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what if you gave it like two months of eating a low carb diet and then see if you can continue the weight loss through eating a balanced diet? You know, just a thought, just a thought. Um, another hormone that is impacted from insulin resistance is sleep, melatonin. You know, melatonin, ugh, I don't care who you are, I don't get it because I, I, I have taken melatonin and I don't know if it's like someone scamming me and selling me a thing that says melatonin on it, but like really it's nothing. Do you, does anybody like think that? Because I will take melatonin and I'm like, well, I feel the same. Like, who does melatonin not work on? Because it's me. Like, what, what, what do I have in common with those people? Do you get what I'm asking? Anyway, but in melatonin, um, that the production of that hormone can be impacted if you are insulin resistant. So if you're someone, again, who suffers from like insomnia, trouble falling asleep, and melatonin, I think, is the, the hormone that makes you fall asleep, right? Like, so if you're someone that just kind of tosses and turns and struggles to fall asleep, that I am not a big fan of taking melatonin to like substitute that. Like I really think like if you can find that root cause, like why it's hard for you and see if those things help. Do I know for sure that it's going to help you? Am I saying that this is the only cause of these issues? No. I, and I, I know I've said that like 10 times, but I just always want people to know like there's so many, like the, the human body is so complicated, but it's just, it starts with like how we take care of it on a daily basis, right? You know, when you look at a messy house, you don't think of like one person causing that or one thing causing that. It's not one event. It's a combination of things. It's the day-to-day habits, right? That like add up to someone who keeps like a really clean house or do you know what I mean? Like a, a well taken care of home. Like it's just, it takes a lot, right? And it takes a lot of effort. But, you know, as far as like our, what we do for ourselves on a day-to-day basis, it's the exercise it's stress management. It's the foods we put in our body. It's hydration. It's finding self-care that isn't making you unhealthy, right? Like it's, and then also finding that balance of like indulging in things that maybe just feed the soul a little bit, right? So with all that being said, I kind of wanted to just give a little bit of like a how-to if you were to try to go into a low-carb diet. Number one, you need to know what the heck has carbs in it. 
a lot of people don't know. And I, and I always forget that just because it's so second nature to me. Like I can look at anything and know the approximate macros. And that's just because I've tracked food and whatnot for years. But for someone who doesn't have that skill, you really got to start by tracking your food. And I don't say that because I want you to be hyper restrictive. I just simply want you to be aware of what has carbs in it. I'm not saying you have to eat super low calorie. I want you to feel satisfied. I want you to find the meals that you enjoy that keep you in a reasonable carb intake. And I want you to understand what probably doesn't fit in your diet when you're eating low carb, right? Uh, A lot of people don't know that like like ketchup, right? Fruit, all of those things, they have carbs. It feels so obvious when I say it, but I know that other people might not have that knowledge, right? So my favorite app, it's totally free. It's called Senza, S-E-N-Z-A. I don't like the macros they give you. So they're going to give you macros to like hit or follow. And I don't think you need to like try to stay in that range. Okay. This is just me. But I think when you when you eliminate the carbohydrates, when you eliminate the blood sugar spikes and those cravings start to go away, I really believe that you naturally regulate your intake through your food choices. Now, if you're eating a lot of keto frankenfoods, that's what I call them, things that are labeled as keto that just like full of weird stuff, you know, like, okay, for example, I talked about it on my Instagram story, these like keto tortillas, I totally eat them, okay? They're so freaking good. But like, I just don't believe they're keto. I think it's a better choice than like my usual great value brand ones. And I try, but I, I don't eat them more than once a week. Okay. And I, I don't believe they're truly zero net carb. You know what I mean? Like it would be much better for me to wrap it in lettuce or something like that, but it just, it doesn't do it for me. Okay. So if you're eating stuff like that every day, I would say, yes, (laughs) track your food and have some limits in that sense. And if that's what keeps you feeling more sane, go off, girl. Do it. Um, for me, I when I feel like I can't eat until legitimate satiety, that's when I get crazy. Like I want to just eat till I feel full. I don't want to like feel like, okay, this is your portion and then you're done. Like I just want to like scoop up how much food I want, eat it, and if I need a little more, I'm going to eat a little more. And that's where keto has really come in handy for me. And so there's people called moderators and abstainers. And so like I'm an abstainer. It's easier for me to just like stay away from the sugar, stay away from the bread, stay away from the pasta. And like I can make progress by just kind of setting those boundaries and that's good for me. Moderators need a little bit of, a little bit of everything to get where they're trying to go. And that keeps them feeling more sane along the journey. And there's no right or wrong way. It's just like figuring out like what helps you feel more sane, right? Okay. Moving on. What would you, once you download the Senza app and you start tracking your food and you're like, wow, okay, what the F can I eat? Well, that's, what's cool about Senza is it actually has like recipes and ideas and like things that you can eat in there, which is kind of cool. My other favorite resource is ketoconnect.net. It's so funny to me that they like don't have the .com but whatever. Their podcast is also, I like their podcast. They, I, don't, I don't think they like have made new episodes in years, but they're super funny. They're super cool. We had the, our first kid around the same time. So like, I just really loved the personal updates that they had at the beginning because I related to so much of what they were saying. But ketoconnect.net, they have a blog, they have recipes, they have like fast food guides, grocery guides. And I think that if you're one of those people that's like on the go a lot, the fast food guides can be really, really helpful. It's like everything from 
Starbucks and Taco Bell and, you know, whatever. One thing, though, like, can we just talk about how expensive Taco Bell is now? Like, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. I, I'm, you're not going to get $15 for me to feel full. It's just not going to happen. And certainly not when you have to modify the SHIT out of it to, like, make keto. You know? I'm not going to do it. Um, for me, if you care, I haven't had to do it, but, like, one time in a pinch when I was eating, like, low carb, I went to McDonald's and just got, like, a ton of cheeseburger patties. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's, that's like, my go-to because I feel like I'm not getting ripped off. Like, I feel like it's still a good deal. I don't like feeling like I spent a lot of money and I'm, like, not that full. Like, I want to make sure that I have plenty of food. It's just, like, it, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that what part of my brain that is that I, like, hate the idea of feeling unsatisfied after I eat. I think, that, you know what it is? I don't like to... F- think about food in between meals. I don't want to think about it. I just like, I, I already have to figure out dinner for the whole freaking family. I have to like pack lunches, figure out snacks all the time. I just want to eat a meal, feel full and not worry about it. You know, especially when I am trying to eat intentionally, like, Oh, what can I eat? Right? Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just a whole thing. Okay. Anyway. And then once, when it comes to low carb, the biggest tip I have is implementing electrolytes. So I am going to put a link in the show notes. I swear, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for the electrolytes I take. So when eating keto, you tend to have higher salt needs to help your body retain enough water. And when I say retain water, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just like maintaining fluid balance in your cells. Is that a better way of saying it? Basically, um, imagine you put a piece of bread in a glass of water. It's going to soak up that water, right? So that's what carbohydrates do in your body. That Not exactly, but that's like kind of a visual, right? So if you put like a freaking avocado in a glass of water, it ain't so I want anything, right? Same with like a steak or something like that, right? Like a raw steak. So so in order to help maintain that fluid balance, electrolytes and minerals are going to help do that. Yes, you can achieve this through diet. And so you don't have to supplement. And there's plenty of times that I've eaten low carb and not felt the need to supplement. And I have felt totally fine. But uh, it's a little easier if you do it. So like, if you're looking like to do it with just through food, you're really looking for magnesium, sodium, and potassium. Uh, I would say feel pretty comfortable like heavily salting your food. Like the salt is like the big part, right? And if, when using salt, I just recommend using like good old fashioned sea salt, like not not iodized. You don't have to buy the bougie. Like I don't know, I just good old fashioned sea salt. That's what I do. Okay, what's next? If you are someone that has a sweet tooth, okay. So hear me out. My mom has type 2 diabetes, so she takes her blood sugar. And eating low-carb was amazing because it got her off all of her medications several years ago. She did kind of like fall off, and so she is like back on all of her medications and stuff. But in that process, she learned that like even sugar substitutes for her spiked her blood sugar. So if you are someone that truly suffers from insulin resistance and your blood sugar does not... your your blood sugar is not under control, I would highly recommend trying to learn how your body responds to artificial sweeteners. Um, You would do that by testing your blood sugar. 
is it something you have to do forever? No, but it's like just kind of learning like, okay, can I actually eat this? Like, is this, and I would say the same goes for pretty much like all keto Franken foods. It would be a good idea to get that data. So my mom, when she's eating low carb, she really can't have any of that stuff. Like her version of like having some sweets is like a spoonful of peanut butter. And so as you can imagine, that's a lot harder than someone like me who can just like whip up some cookies. I mean, I remember my mom had these like, she, she would do like just straight up like peanut butter and cream cheese and she just thought it was so good, but she hadn't had sugar in like years. So it like tasted kind of sweet to her. And I'm like, this is not good. I want to put like sugar in this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and when it comes to artificial sweeteners or sugar substitutes, like there's, there's a lot of information out there. I don't know what you believe to be true, but I, if you're curious, I'll tell you what I believe to be true. I believe that if you're having it once a day, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. If you're feeling like stomach issues or whatever from it, like, okay, yeah, that's a sign. Your body doesn't like it. So don't eat it. Right. Um, the study that was done on like sucralose from like when I dug into it and I've like seen other doctors and stuff like dig into it. And it's basically like it would take 200 cans of diet Coke a day for like a really long time to get, I don't even like saying the C word. I just, the, but to get the C word linked specifically to that. Okay. But there is something called like toxic load where it's like, okay, that might not be the one thing, but that combined with like the rest of our lifestyle, you know, so just making conscious choices, right? And like making decisions that you can feel good about and you can feed your family and feel good about and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm not here to make that decision for you. I'll tell you what I do. Uh, I typically buy Swerve. It is a combination of erythritol and stevia but it doesn't mix into everything well. So I also keep a huge bag of Splenda on hand because Splenda like, it like disappears. You know what I mean? When you put it in stuff, it like disappears. So certain things that just mixes better into it. But if I can get away with using the swerve, then that's what I typically go for first. I also don't put anything in my coffee. It's truly just like if I have a diet Dr. Pepper, we all know that's terrible for me, but it keeps me sane from time to time. And I do make like keto desserts. And I I would say I have a little bit every night. Not a huge amount though. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not like I'm eating a monstrous amount of this stuff. And I don't really do protein. Oh, yes, I do. Not every day. I kind of do one or the other. I do like either a protein shake or a keto treat. So I guess I would say I'm having some every day, but just not a massive amount. And I just, I'm, I don't know. I feel, I feel good with that balance. Okay, and then the last part that I was going to get into was like, I'm sure you've heard of like testing if you're in ketosis. So eating a low-carb diet, what happens is your body switches its energy source from burning carbohydrates for fuel to burning fat for fuel. And so in order for that to happen, your liver begins producing ketones, okay? So ketones are pretty amazing. Like they feel really good on your brain. Like it's, it's a type of like focus and energy and like mental clarity that like I had never experienced before until I started eating a low carb diet. And every time I do it, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I should just do this all the time. But surprise, I'm a foodie, so I can't. But when I do it, I'm always like really appreciative of how great it feels when I, and for me, that's how I tell I'm in ketosis. 
I have done this long enough that I don't feel the need to like test or have any sort of like data validation. So that's my approach. Now, let's talk about the different ways that you can test. And that would be like, I'm sure you've seen the little sticks you can pee on. So those little sticks that you pee on, they turn different colors depending on supposedly how deep into ketosis you are. I'm going to tell you my thoughts on that. So number one, that's ketones leaving your body. And the darkness of that is going to be the concentration of the ketones. The more dehydrated you are, the darker it's going to be. A lot of people will be like, I drank alcohol last night and like, I'm still in ketosis. The thing is, is that's not, that doesn't mean what's in your body. That means what's leaving your body, right? And so I am not of the belief that like when your body is burning through alcohol, that you're still in ketosis. I think your body has to burn through that alcohol and then it may return to ketosis pretty quickly depending on how metabolically flexible you are. But across the board, I do not think it's a good idea to regularly drink alcohol while on a ketogenic diet. I don't think that's a healthy thing to do. I think that's a lot of stress on your liver. So back to the testing for ketones. I think that initially when you get into ketosis, that can give you some excitement like, oh, I'm really doing it, you know, like, and that's great. And I do that. But eventually your body becomes more efficient at using ketones to burn fat for fuel. So you stop peeing them out. So after like three months of being in on a ketogenic diet, you might pee and go, whoa, whoa, what, what kicked me out? And it's nothing. It's just that your body doesn't like release them anymore. So that's something that happens. So what a lot of like, we'll call them biohackers, just people who are crazy and love it. Um, they will test their blood. So there's like these little like finger prick things. This is expensive. Okay. Because it's like, I mean, you're essentially like giving yourself a little, little poke every day. So it has to be like super sanitary. And like, it's, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say it's like that big of a deal, but you can look at like, I think there's one called keto coach. There's like a bunch out there and that's going to test the ketones in your blood. I would say that's probably the most effective way to do it. But one thing that I like to remind people of is like being, having ketones in your blood means you're in ketosis. The level of that can be more therapeutic for the body if you're eating a ketogenic diet because of the anti-inflammatory effects of the ketones. For example, people use a ketogenic diet to treat epilepsy. And in that case, you want the ketones as high as possible. What's going to raise the ketones is typically the amount of fats you eat. Higher fats means higher ketones. So if you're trying to burn fat for fuel, you really don't want like an excessive amount of fats. And so it can feel discouraging if you're like chasing a really high ketone number, but you're also trying to lose body fat. So I just recommend like if that's the direction you go and you love the data, you love the numbers, you love that like validation in what you're doing each day, just to kind of leave with that knowledge, right? Okay, so then what's the last one that I wanted to talk about? Oh, there's like these breathalyzer ones. I don't know. I I think that kind of goes with the same token of uh, the, the it's leaving your body. I've heard different beliefs on it, but it I think it's a little bit more affordable. I just think it's it's really expensive to do like 
any type of testing. And I just think like once you get the hang of it and you like trust the process, I just, your body's burning fat for fuel. You're doing a great job. It does. I don't know, but I'm also very laid back and I just think people are way too obsessed with data these days. Like people need to track everything They, you know, their, their Apple watches and the every like track their workout, track this, track that. And I'm like, I know I'm tracking my steps right now, but that's just because I'm literally so lazy. And it's like, if I don't, I won't move. (laughs) So by having a goal to hit each day and like making sure I actually do it, that makes a big difference. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Which which if you're wondering why I'm talking about tracking my steps, part of this September challenge is hitting 10 K steps a day. If you care, my normal number would probably be like two or 3000. I'm not a mover. I'm not a mover. And I haven't actually enjoyed tracking my sleep with it because I, I'm just, this is just has nothing to do with anything we talked about, but I started mouth taping. And when I mouth tape the deep sleep that it shows up on my watch, now granted, this is a $20 Amazon watch, but I get like three hours of deep sleep versus when I don't, I get like 90 minutes of deep sleep. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's fantastic information. So anyway, like I'm going to try to keep mouth taping and I'm going to try to get to the point where I like naturally keep my mouth shut. Like I feel like if you mouth tape for like a month, then your body's like, oh, okay, I guess we don't sleep with our mouth hanging open anymore. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. So anyways, hitbodies.com. All right. I'm going to invite you to sign up. Okay. Lose 10 pounds with me for the month of September. Okay. I do my best to make hip bodies affordable and be everything you need to get in the best shape of your life without spending a, t- a bunch of money or a bunch of time. Okay. So if you have any questions, never hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. It's just Chelsea Pleasant. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend and thank you so much for listening. Bye.